Hi, I'm Angie Boydston, Preschool Children's Consultant, and you are listening to a Mississippi Baptist Convention Board production. All right, thanks for listening to Mississippi Baptist Around the Table podcast. I am Tanner K, Communications Director, alongside John Martin, Men's Ministries Director, and it feels good to be back in Jackson, Mississippi recording today. Yep, yep. Today we're talking with our new Missions Mobilization Director, Chad McCord. Glad to have Chad with us. Chad's been with us about a month or so, and so uh, glad to have an opportunity to sit down with him and talk Missions Mobilization. That's right. Everybody loves missions topics, so yep. we bring that to the table today, and we'll join Chad in just a minute. But before we get into that, I want to talk about some events coming up around the corner. Here we are, September. Can't believe it. Yep. You got your pumpkin spice <laughs> coffee yet, John? I do not. <laughs> You're not one of those guys? No, I like coffee. Okay, just black coffee, right? I like coffee, not flavoring. I think yep. the summer was so hot, I am so looking forward to fall temperatures one day. Feels like fall out there today. It's only going to be 90. <laughs> Something like that. So uh, here at the end of the month, one thing we don't talk about a whole lot around here are some some smaller events, and I want to mention one right now: small church youth ministry workshop. That's yeah. uh, going to be in Picayune on September twenty eighth, but led by Ken Hall. These small church youth ministry workshops are really valuable to those that show up. So you can see that at nbcb.org/events. We've told you uh, September 29th is the Mississippi Baptist Conference of the Deaf uh, there at Camp Garway, uh, Garway Camp and Conference Center. Multicultural Ministries is doing a lot of great things, and we want to fully support them in that because the deaf ministry is, John? Greatest unreached people group in the world. That's right. Uh, need to be reminded of that. Of course, coming up in October, October 23rd is the Pastors Conference, and then the 24th and 25th is our annual meeting and if you haven't seen it yet or heard it yet, Bible Treasures is Dr. Chip Stevens. Uh, President's address is Lloyd Sweat. The convention sermon Tuesday afternoon is from Andrew Chestine from First Baptist New Albany. Then Wednesday morning, Dr. Vance Pittman, SIN uh, Network President, will be here with us. So we look forward to uh, seeing y'all. Man, that's less than two months away. Yeah, it is. Hard to believe that. So anyway, yeah. you can see more of the events at nbcb.org slash events and just, you know, Side note, we're going to get some more events in there for 2024 coming up just around the corner as well. Good deal. All right, well, let's get started. Chad, welcome. Glad you're here at Mississippi Baptist. Uh, let's begin by just uh, introducing yourself to those that are listening. Tell us about your family, uh, where your ministry has taken you and your family, and uh, all that good stuff. Mississippi boy. Drum roll, please. Yeah, <laughs> great to be here. Thanks, guys, for having me on. This is fun. and. Um, yeah, so just a little bit about my family. You know, we grew up in northeast Mississippi, my wife and I did, around the Tupelo area, Tupelo, New Albany area. And um, my wife and I actually met at, at Mississippi College, and that's mm. where we met. And then we went to Southeastern Seminary, got uh, married during seminary, and uh, kind of that was the track we were on. And I'll go more into that in just a minute maybe. But anyway, we went from there, went went overseas to Southeast Asia, and we served there for 15 years. Uh, we do have three daughters. Uh, my oldest is uh, in college now, and then I've got two more, one in high school and one in uh, junior high, and they're doing great. And we just got here, got moved, and they've, they're hitting the ground running hard. Yeah. So, yeah, so kind of going back a little bit on the kind of the track that we've been on in ministry, like I mentioned, we were, uh, you know, we were at Southeastern, went with a two plus three program that, that Southeastern has. So finished our degree actually on the on the field, in Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. and uh, we were able to do that. Um, it was just, it was awesome. It was a good program. I loved it. I uh, loved to chat with people more about that because mm-hmm. I think it's a great, great program. 
Uh, but we serve there in Southeast Asia in a restricted access country where you know you can't go in as a missionary. Mm-hmm. Um, but we serve there reaching uh, Hindus, in a, which they were a minority group there. We, we loved there. We served there. Uh, we came back, and then uh, when we were back in, in 2019, over into 2020, you know, of course, COVID broke out and mm. everything went crazy, and we weren't able to go back overseas. And so we were we were here, and then so some medical issues that we had in our family, we weren't able to go back. And so through that, God transitioned us, you know, somewhere we never imagined we would end mm. up. And we went from the, the tropics of Southeast Asia to the frozen tundra of, of South Dakota. That's and right. so uh, didn't imagine that one happening. Yeah. And so uh, we were there, and I was serving as uh, pastor of Sopship and Missions at Connection Church there, and then also worked with the convention there, with the Dakota Baptist Convention, which is two states, not just mm-hmm. one state. It's the north and south. So we were there serving with them, and then uh, Dr. Parker said, hey, I could really use you down <laughs> yeah. here. And so here we are. We're excited uh, to follow uh, Mike Ray's footsteps in that. So. so I remember back in April, Dr. Parker went up there for the one of your evangelism conferences. Right. The Dakota Baptist Convention. Yeah. And you were kind of put in charge of that, but but Fred wanted Dr. Parker to come, right? Exactly. I didn't actually invite <laughs> Dr. Parker. Fred, 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 Fred so regrets that. Yeah. <laughs> So Dr. Fred McDonald did invite him. They've formed a great relationship over yeah. the last couple of years, being yeah. new directors of their states. And um, yeah, so I I put on we helped put on the event, but yeah, he invited him up. So well, you met you were here last October for our annual meeting, right? Correct. Okay, and you had no idea. Nobody had any idea that this would turn out this way. Uh, totally out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Totally I'm still waiting for you to bring the weather from the Dakotas down here. Like you so, moved down yeah, here, please and it was don't. the biggest heat wave. Yeah, <laughs> not happening. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't happening. I mean, you know, we've been up there when it's minus twenty, minus twenty five in the winter, so it, it's just yeah. not happening. So. Did you throw all your big jackets away? <laughs> not all of them, but I did get rid of a snowblower and a snow shovel. <laughs> don't need that. No. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about some of that. Uh, your your calling into missions, which I think is interesting. So uh, you mentioned where you were, but can you go into that, how you felt called into full-time missions? Yeah, so, you know, I was saved at an early age when I was eight and um, grew up, you know, in a small Baptist church there in northeast Mississippi. Uh, From there, my first year of college, I went to northeast uh, Mississippi Community College my first two years, and um, it was during that time um, that God called me into ministry. And coming from a small uh, Southern Baptist church, I just thought, I mean, there was only the only a pastor was on staff, and so mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's where I'm going to be. But I was I told God when He was calling me, I was like, no, no, I just did not want to be a pastor. I don't feel, um, I don't know, whatever it was, I didn't feel that that was where I wanted to be. But I said, okay, God, finally, when I finally surrendered to ministry, I said, okay, God, mm-hmm. if you want me to be a minister, be a pastor, that's what I'll be. Mm-hmm. And so I surrendered that, and then. Through my years at, at, at Northeast and then later at, at Mississippi College, I got heavily involved with every mission trip I could go on, just mm-hmm. loved it. And God gave me a fire for missions. And in that, God showed me, you know, it's actually not to be a full-time pastor, but it's to be a missionary, and that's wow. where he's called us to be. And so, and so uh, that was for me, and my wife was called at an early age. She was called at mm-hmm. age 11 uh, to be a missionary. Wow. Oh, she wow. knew from the very beginning. And so... When she found out I was called to missions and in all that, I'm gonna marry that boy. Exactly. Well, <laughs> actually, to be honest, her mom picked me up before she did. Uh, so. <laughs> oh wow, uh, that's a long story. Um, but I had to rescue her one time and get her back to her house. And her, her, I pull up, and her mom says, "Are you a, are you called to be a missionary?" Yeah. <laughs> 
So her mom picked, picked me out first. So She wasn't 11 then, right? <laughs> no. This was in college. So. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's so, good. So this call to missions. First of all, I want to go back to something you said earlier. So you said the uh, two plus three. Yes. I don't know what that is. So yeah, that's a good thing to 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 talk about. Right? <laughs> so, Let's talk about it. What are you talking so, about? So basically, uh, when when we knew we were called to missions, my wife and I were looking for a seminary that we could get a like a missions degree, and you can go to do that at different places. But and I don't know what it looks like at different seminaries at this yeah. time. But at that time, Southeastern had what we called a two plus two or a two plus three program. Two plus three means you you basically complete your seminary work in two years as far as what's required in class. Mm. And then your rest of your hours are done overseas. Mm -hmm. Some of that's language, some of that's culture. Some of that are, um, uh, they do one-week intensives, two one-week intensives, two straight years. And we did ours in in, in Thailand. Yeah, Uh, And so every January we would go there and do those. And so through all of that, like I got the 90-plus hour degree for my MDiv in International Mm. Church Planning. And so that's kind of how that worked. And I think it's a great way. And then the two-plus-two is similar to that, except you get... Um, I don't remember the hour load or, or whatever that is, but you are basically committing to two years as like a ISC journeyman type mm-hmm. person thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great program. Mm-hmm. It feeds well into what you're doing in missions and uh, doesn't give you too big of a burden yeah. doing seminary your first years on the field. So, yeah, yeah, because uh, correct me, but to be an international mission board missionary. Are you required to have seminary, some seminary training, right? To be so you full-time. have to complete some of those hours before you get there. Yes, yes. Yeah. So be you know, you can start out as journeyman or, you know, a shorter mm-hmm. term and, and not have those hours yet. But once you turn around and go career, yeah, then you need yeah. to have those uh smaller amount of hours that you've got to have for that. So those are usually basics and you want to have those anyway. So. Yeah, and I, I guess the point of that is is to uh doctrine purity, exactly that sort of thing. Right. And just yeah. making sure that we're on the same track, yeah, doctrinally and theologically and because what you're doing there, you're a you're a church planner. Mm. If you're planning churches you yeah. want to be planting churches with good theology right, and not trying yeah. to figure it out on the way. So yeah, yeah, that's good. So uh, you came to the Baptist Building uh, a month ago, right? It was the end of July, and July twenty four, July twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't um, know why I remember that. Poor kids moved here and had to start school like the week they moved here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. Yeah, because <laughs> school is calendaring is crazy now. But that's another topic for another day. Um, but you came while Mike was still here. So we were just talking about before we got on air, Mike's last day was last Friday. Last Friday. Right. And so, and I was like, I, I didn't even tell him bye. And I just happened to walk out at the same time. <laughs> I was like, what do I tell him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you later. So, so He's, that yeah. overlap. All right. Um, which I think is genius. Uh, but what, what's the purpose of that? And uh, how did that last month? How did that go, Chad? <laughs> that last it was, month go. Well, for Mike. me, it was great because Mike Ray's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so yes, yes. when you're overlapping with somebody who is just genuinely loves people and mm-hmm. genuinely cares and wants to see the job that he was doing so well continue on well, yeah. Um, yeah. it's going to go good. And yeah. so that's exactly what happened. Uh, it was great. Um, you know, I didn't know. I knew some generalities about this job and what it was going to entail, obviously, but I didn't know all the minutia that, that yeah. comes with that. And he was able to kind of walk me through a lot of that. And, of course, we've got a great assistant, Cassie Munn. Mm-hmm. If you don't know her, she's awesome. She she knows a lot more than I'll probably ever know about the job. But, <laughs> um, but you know, just being able to spend that time with Mike and really allow him to walk through that with me and help me figure that out was just invaluable. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for um, everybody who made that happen uh, yeah. because 
I wouldn't have had it any other way. So it, it was great. So yeah, I think it it makes the learning curve a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. right? And so you can at least you know what the budget sheet looks like at this point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and your your background, Mississippi, I know has been really really beneficial to you and your connections, especially North Mississippi. But I'm sure just the little time you spent around him, you've been able to meet. Some new contacts that you may not have known in the missions world here in Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he was able to uh, arrange a few lunches and meet some different people and then different meetings we were at, like some of the impact trainings we went to. Mm-hmm. And I've traveled with him and then we were able to just to kind of meet people there. So that was, yeah, that was great because that's really what it's about. It's about yeah. the relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can put out a vision trip to go to this place or that, but if you don't know the relationships and people to be able to communicate that to, then it doesn't go anywhere. So, yeah. So yeah. So thankful that he was able to arrange a lot of those meetings and just get to meet people. So. All right. So I'm going to ask you a softball question. (laughs) All right. All right. So what, what is, what is missions mobilization? Missions mobilization (laughs) is essentially (laughs) connecting our Mississippi churches to, to be on mission. Um, And so basically what we want is that every church in Mississippi would be doing missions in some capacity. And Mm -hmm. we know there's different levels. And what missions mobilization tries to do is, first of all, to be able to connect your church with an opportunity that you would be able to do as a church. Because we've got got small churches, we've got big churches in Mississippi, and the idea is that there's going to be something that every church can do. Yeah. Um, whether that, you know, we've got mission opportunities even in Mississippi, mm-hmm. and then, then we have some that are even in Southeast U.S. that people can be a part of, and we've got some uh, all the way, you know, even North America and then, of course, around the world. And so we want to be able to do that. And some, sometimes that means partnering together as an association. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's with a lo- with another uh, sister church there in the area. Yeah. But it could be just your church and just having two or three people from your church go and be a part of it whatever mission trip that is. And so that's what we want to do. And then we're there to assist as well. And, uh, you know, one of those things, if you give to the Cropper program and and to uh, Margaret Lackey, uh, state offering, and then uh, you do some of our Sentinel training we do, then, you know, you'll be able to get assistance uh, yeah. for your trips and for those individuals on your trips to go on mission trips. I know it's it's important that you're the you're the conduit of connectivity, I guess, between the church and the missions location, missionary overseas or wherever that may be. And I've heard Mike say several times that you don't necessarily you're not handling a direct mission trip from each individual church in Mississippi Baptist Convention, you yeah. know, you are connecting right. churches. And if there's a, a spark, a connection that happens there, then the the Lord will move and there'll be a, a team that will go out from that church, right? Exactly. Yeah. So some of these things we do is called vision vision journeys or vision trips. And so we take pastors, mission leaders on trips, like the ones that we, like you came to on South Dakota that you, that we met at. Yeah. And so we, we took, or Mike did, Mike took 27 plus pastors or whatever it was up there and then from that, they're able to see different ministries and see what might be a good connection for their church. And if they make that connection, then they come back to their church, mm-hmm. and then they launch their people from their church to be on mission in that way. So, Yeah, you mentioned that already. Do you already have some locations for some upcoming vision trips? We do. And so we've got three um, and before the end of the year. We've got one in, in Hamilton, Toronto. That's mm-hmm. going to be October the 10th to the 13th. Uh, we've already put out some stuff on that. If you haven't seen any of these things, please contact Missions Mobilization Department. We'll let you know. But Working with a Mississippi boy. Working with a Mississippi boy. Charlie Harris, mm-hmm. uh, some of you may know him. He was uh, pastoring in uh, Vicksburg, and uh, he felt the call to go and plant a church in Canada. And he is mm-hmm. in Hamilton, Ontario, planting a church and uh, just doing phenomenal work. And, and that's an opportunity where... 
he really could use teams from Mississippi coming up and help joining him in that work. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to do is bring a group of pastors and missions, people interested in missions, to go up there and, and, and do that and make some connections there. It's the 10th through the 13th of October? October 10th through the 13th. Okay. And then we also have one uh, going back to the Dakotas, uh, November 7th through 9. That'll be in Sioux Falls area of South Dakota. So we're going to be going there. That's going to be a little different than our previous one. We're going to a place where there's only uh, really one Southern Baptist church in that whole area, mm-hmm. and we're going to be looking to see if we can find ways that we can, maybe a church from Mississippi can go there and plant. Look mm-hmm. at somehow how can they send someone there to plant a church where there is a, uh, a needed presence of an evangelical gospel church there. And so, yeah. so we'll be going there and spending a few days there. And then we haven't announced this one yet, so I guess this will be our announcement. So December, <laughs> there you go. December the 12th through 14th. We know that's a little close to Christmas, but I think it'll be – it's just one of my favorite trips. Clarkston, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarkston International Bible Church is there, and they do – they get a lot of refugees from all over the world. And this is kind of their landing spot before they get put somewhere else in the United States. And so they're coming here, and you've got the world in a, in a one-mile square radius there of their church. And they're trying to reach those people with the gospel. And so what, we, what we're going to do is try to bring some, some folks from Mississippi there to kind of go and see if that is something that their church can partner with. And that's a great location. It is a way that you can drive in your car, get to Clarkston, Georgia, and be reaching the nations mm-hmm. without ever having to fly in an airplane mm-hmm. overseas. And yeah, so it's yeah. a great, great opportunity. That's great. Well, that's great. You're, you're not just sitting around the office, are you? You're playing a lot of things. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get it rolling. Yeah. That's awesome. And so that makes me just think, you know, it sounds like the momentum has not dropped at all. Like it, it, things are continuing very well, in case people are wondering, right? And, and, and we're still working on some other opportunities. Obviously, those are, you know, you know Ontario, you know, is, is international in some sense. But as far as having to cross an ocean, we haven't gotten those planned yet. But those are in the works, and we're working on those. So... If you sign up for our mission mobilization emails, you'll get those, and we want to connect with you in that way. If not, contact our office. We'll get you on the email, and then you will know uh, every time we have opportunities. And so um, love to make sure you're aware of those things so that we can partner together in that way. Yeah, so when you talk about Charlie, I, I think I have this right. Like, Charlie went up there right right before COVID. Exactly. Right. He was there during the shutdown of COVID and all that stuff. Uh, is COVID still a thing? Well, I mean, is it still <laughs> a Canada? thing in Canada? I mean, mo- I mean, they, I mean, traveling the world. Like, right. What what are what are those restrictions look like? That's a good question because that really prevented travel for so did, long, yeah. and it really stopped missions in a, in, a, mm-hmm. in some sense. I mean, as far as getting in a plane and traveling, it right. stopped missions. It didn't stop missions, but but yeah. So almost every country now, like you don't have to have any kind of vaccine to go anywhere. Yeah. You don't have to have. Um, you got to have a passport. Yeah. You go. Yeah. Get your passport. Right. If you're thinking about a trip, get your passport. But uh, masking and all that has gone by the wayside in every country that I know of so far. And so, yeah. uh, you know, right now it's kind of like back to pre-COVID times. Yeah, good. Uh, let's go. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing keeping anybody from going anymore. So let's get on the plane and let's go and let's, you know, be a part of what God is doing all, all over the world. You know, one of the things I say often, and uh, uh, I was corrected when I said this uh, a few months back. I said Mississippi Baptist Mississippi Baptist does not take mission trips. We take journey trips, right? Our vision, vision journeys trip. to make you have an opportunity to plug in with another missionary somewhere around the world. Uh, but Mississippi Baptist does oversee some mission trips, and uh, I just wonder if you could talk about those just for a moment. Those uh, mission meetings that happen across the world, and I know. 
Uh, do we have one of those coming up real soon? I think you don't have to go into details, but but we do some things just going on trips and loving on missionaries, which I think is a cool thing Mississippi Baptist does. Yeah, and we've been on the recipient end of that before. Yeah, you have. And yeah, so yeah. we know all about it. Cool. And and one of the cool things is that um, what when we send teams to go to these missionary meetings, mm-hmm. the missionaries appreciate it more than you can ever imagine because yeah. we did and every yeah. missionary i know appreciates it because if if we don't send those volunteers those meetings don't happen if those meetings don't happen these people who are living in isolated parts of the of the world yeah. don't get to come together their kids don't get to come together they mm-hmm. don't get that fellowship that we get every week when we go to church you right, know the, yes yeah. they have a local church but it's not the same as someone from your own culture, and especially as missionaries understanding each other. So we do take trips like that. Uh, Mike took one just um, a, a f- about a month or so July. ago. Yeah, back in July, yeah. uh, early August to um, sorry to Europe. They went to yeah. Europe and for, for that affinity. So all from, from Eastern and Western European yeah. countries got together and uh, and provided that for them. We, we've done it a lot for, for Southeast Asia. And we'll continue looking at that. We're looking at an opportunity to do that again this year. And the biggest need that we're going to have is for security, people Mm -hmm. who actually have some training, uh, whether that's uh, police, military, firemen, EMTs, even school teachers. Uh, If you could go and not just be a warm body, but someone who kind of knows how to look out for things that don't seem right, Uh, don't worry, you're not going to have any guns or anything. Uh, but you will be just aware of things, and so we could use you. And so, if you if that is you, and you're listening to this, call our office, and we want to uh, give you the information you need for that. It'll be yeah. next summer in July, um, so that you can be marking your calendar for that. Good stuff. I wish I had the full numbers. So, uh, at the end of August, we had our hundred member board meeting, and all the different committees gave their reports, including the missions mobilization committee and. I think there was a number over a thousand people volunteered through missions mobilization last year. I mm-hmm. guess those are mission mobilization opportunities. Opportunities, and it may have been uh, probably others who just received support from well, Margaret Lackey. Yeah, you know yeah. that's where that money comes from. So, so it's cool to see how finally we've seen numbers come back to where they were maybe pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been exciting to see. I know summer missions was very active this past summer yeah. across the board. One of my questions for you was, uh, what direction of missions do you see NBCB heading in the future? But I think you've pretty much answered this with all the activities and things going on. Did you have anything else to add to that? Well, I mean, just a couple of things because Mike's done a great job, and probably all these things I'm going to mention are things that he was already doing. Yeah, yeah, um, but. You know, like I mentioned with the Clarkson opportunity or even Toronto, because that's that's a place where you see lots of people that um, you that are that are not like uh, white faced Americans like you would normally imagine or even African-American Americans like these are people coming from all over the world Mm -hmm. to these cities. And so getting opportunities for our people to engage other cultures is kind of what I'm I'm talking about there. So that's one. Um, and just wanting us to make sure that as Mississippi Baptists, we're emphasizing the work of our IMB missionaries. We've got mm-hmm. a lot of work. And you know, I know a lot of people go on different trips, but I want to emphasize going on trips that where we're supporting, yeah. where we're sending our money every time when, yep. we, go, when, we, when we give to Lottie Moon. Mm-hmm. And so working with our IMB missionaries is huge. And then just um, getting our young people uh, aware of missions. We're talking about calling out the called, right? Well, we need more pastors. We need more yeah. youth pastors, but we need more mm-hmm. missionaries too. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Calling out the call, even with missions, in in, in that in mind. So. That's good. That's great. And I'm so thankful for your background in missions. I mean, Mike had a strong background too, and so it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Someone in your role has that background. But wow, 
It's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome ride. I'm honored to serve alongside you at five one five. That's right. <laughs> I am too. It's gonna be awesome. So you too, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I heard a pastor say. I don't know. That's connects, but it's like <laughs> it the pastor said it. The kids run around my house. They never remember what I preached, but they remember the songs we sang. But it's like a lot of people remember the mission trips they went on. Right? That's right. When yeah, they grew yeah. up. Yeah. Well, Chad, appreciate it. Seriously, glad to have you on the team and serve alongside you. Thank you so much, brother. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Mississippi Baptists Around the Table podcast. My name is Sean Parker, and I serve as the executive director for the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board. We believe the local church is the headquarters for what we do. In fact, our mission is to equip local churches to make disciples in Mississippi and around the world. Church leaders, please know we're praying for each one of you. Thank you for your involvement in Mississippi Baptist life and for your giving to the cooperative program.